This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. Pray today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise God. Just want to acknowledge a very sweet presence of the Lord. Very, very. Um, I don't know, it's just a wonderful presence of God this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you sensed it while we were praying. Yeah, I hope you sensed his wonderful presence. Jesus is here. Hallelujah. He has heard your prayers. The things that you are committed into his hands. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. I believe God has um, already spoken to those of you that have joined us online and uh, were part of that uh, session of prayer as well. That time of prayer, I believe that God has spoken to you. God is speaking to you through His Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see all your faces. Yes, praise God. Today's a special day. Kathy, it's your birthday. Praise God. It was so good uh, when I came in, I met her, she was, she was in such a bubbly mood. Yeah, she was so bubbly, uh, it, it was like I had to examine her feet to see what was, you know, what's the secret of the bubbliness. She was just, you know, God bless this child, amen. Praise the Lord, I love what she's got on her, on her outfit today, shine, shine for Jesus, praise the Lord, hallelujah. It is good to be in the presence of God. While he was praying, while the minister of God, while Pastor Dilip's ministering and, and while he was praying, something the Lord reminded me and I want to I share it with you. Um, I believe it will minister to someone making uh, decisions. I think you are making decisions uh, in life and you need to hear this. Um, choose righteousness. Choose righteousness. Praise God. Either you're watching us right now or you may watch us later. Uh, the devil is tempting you with something. Uh, and the Holy Spirit expressly says, choose righteousness. Righteousness is to do what is right in God's eyes. Yeah, don't be confused. Choose righteousness. Hallelujah. Choose righteousness. Choose your relationship with God over every other relationship. Amen. Choose your relationship with God. Choose to stay close to God. Praise the Lord. He loves you with an everlasting love. Those who put their trust in Him will not be disappointed. Disappointment is not your lot in life. Praise God. The Lord will satisfy you. Amen. The Lord will satisfy. Yeah. Fear not. The Lord will satisfy you. Someone needs to hear this. Fear not. The Lord will satisfy you. He will satisfy you like nothing else in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy you like Jesus. So choose Jesus. Choose what Jesus is asking you to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read the scriptures. Let's read Matthew chapter 5. And let us read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 5. Let us read from verse 1. It says, When Jesus saw the crowds... He went up on the mountain and, he, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Oh, are you sensing the, the joy in these scriptures? Praise the Lord. If you chose gentleness this week, praise God, you inherit the earth. If you chose to submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, you inherit the earth. Hallelujah, you inherit the earth. Blessed are the gentle, it says in verse 5. For blessed are the gentle. Let's say it again. Let's say it loudly. Let's declare it. This is our, um, this is our declaration. This is uh, the kingdom principles by which we live. These, uh, I'm telling you, these things help you make almost every decision. 100% of decisions that you have to make in life, these scriptures, these principles will teach you what to do. To every conversation you have, if you want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say, these scriptures will teach you. 
Praise the Lord. Blessed are the gentle. Let's declare it like we, this is a true declaration. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Glory. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Let's say this together. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. Your heart set on the rewards that that are in the hands of the Lord. When he comes back, he has his reward with him. Praise the Lord. It is very precious. Uh, Even uh, when we meet him in the clouds, there is a celebration of of what... um, of, of uh, the faithfulness of the Lord in our lives. Praise God. Set your eyes above. Praise the Lord. Wow, this is, um, uh, it's coming strongly on me to remind you. Set your eyes above. The devil wants you to set your eyes below. Yes, on this earth and the kingdoms of this earth. When he came to Jesus to tempt him, he brought all the kingdoms before him and said, bow before me. He wanted to turn Jesus' eyes away from the Father. Jesus said, you shall, you shall worship no one else. Yes, you shall worship no one else. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are on, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be. Praise the Lord. I hope this week you've enjoyed satisfaction. Praise the Lord. This evening as the Holy Spirit reminds you about satisfaction. You know, righteousness is the key to satisfaction. Righteousness is the key to satisfaction. Righteousness enhances pleasure. You know, I want to chase out all the lies that Satan tries to fill our heads. I want to chase those lies out. The word of God wants those lies removed out of your heart and mind. They may have taken many, many forms, yeah, um, giving you all sorts of promises. There may be things that you indulged in at some point in your life. But let me tell you, a pleasure that lasts forevermore is found in the righteous right hand of God. Pleasures that last forever are found at the righteous right hand of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Righteousness. Say righteousness. Righteousness. Say righteousness. Righteousness. Say righteousness. Righteousness. Uh, The more you remove your eyes off the things of this world, the more you remove your eyes from unrighteousness, the more you will have true pleasure in life. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus reminded people around him over and over. uh, To the woman that came, the Samaritan woman, Jesus said, I will give you water that you will not thirst anymore. Praise the Lord. It's the water of righteousness. Praise God. It's the water of righteousness. Hallelujah. Don't believe the lie of the devil. Don't believe his lies. Don't listen to your flesh. You may have had uh, used um, your flesh in a certain manner. I don't know, God forbid you have developed such habits. But uh, I'm telling you, today is the day. If you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit today, there are certain habits you need to, habits of unrighteousness that has no place in your life. The scripture says in the, in, the, in the Psalms, I will place no unclean thing before me. Hallelujah. There are certain things you need to remove from your life. There are things you need to remove from your life. Make that decision. The Spirit of God is speaking. Make that decision. Remove those things. Unclean things. Because righteousness 
is the wellspring of life. Righteousness, a right relation. When I say righteousness, I want you to know a right relationship with God, a a uh, intimate relationship with God. That's what righteousness is. Praise the Lord. If you love me, Amen. That's that's the righteousness God wants operating in your life, and out of intimacy with God, out of intimacy with God. That obedience comes from intimacy with God. And uh, like you heard on, on the last you know, few Sundays, we've been mini- being ministered to about grace that empowers us. Grace, glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Praise the name of Jesus. What should you do when you're waiting on God? Pursue righteousness. What should you do when you're all alone? Pursue righteousness. What should you do in your house? Pursue righteousness. What should your mind think about? Pursue righteousness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessed are these people who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be... Amen. What's the secret to satisfaction? I want to, you know, I want to say it so often that some of you are inspired to write a song. That some of you may be inspired to write a song. Righteousness, satisfaction. Amen. Righteousness, satisfaction. Satisfaction. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you're getting it. Righteousness, satisfaction. Do what is right in the eyes of God. Satisfaction. This evening, what should, I draw, what should I do? Draw closer to God. What does the result? Satisfaction. Glory. Glory. What should I do right now for my future? To, to, uh, to have a blessed future. A future that has divine favor upon it. Draw closer to God. Draw closer to God. Draw closer to God. How do I bless my children? Draw closer to God. Spend more time in his presence. How, how do I bless my future, the future of my children? Draw closer to God. How can I secure my future? Draw closer to God. Amen. I tell people that this time that you, you spend in the presence of God affects your future. So, you know, be alert, be alert. See, um, we, the, the devil wants us to be, you know, drowsy concerning these things because he knows that if you set your eyes on the Lord, it will affect your future. He knows that while you're sitting in church, if you decide to, to, to converse with God and draw closer to God, he knows that you will affect your future. Righteousness, satisfaction. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we've been um, uh, studying righteousness. We've, we've considered uh, this hunger and thirst for righteousness. We, we, uh, we realize that Jesus uh, is purposely using the language of food. Yeah, because many of us have either already planned for dinner or are right now sitting and planning about dinner. Yeah, yeah, so the Lord used the language of food because this is something that uh, decides where, where civilizations are born. It, it is, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's what decides where cities are built. Am I right? Where do you find uh, civilizations? Close to? Close to? Hmm? Yeah, availability of food and water. I gave you the clue, but, you know, uh, that's what it is. Availability of food and water, close to rivers. You follow a river long enough, you will run into a civilization. (laughs) You will run into a city. You will run into a town. So this is, um, you know, something the Lord impressing on us that it is something we should be thinking about all the time. Something you're planning about all the time. Tomorrow's breakfast. I don't know about your homes. My home, it's a very 
you know, mm, uh, yeah, I mean, I could almost, um, yeah, just rattle it off. What happens on Monday, what happens on Tuesday, what happens on uh, Wednesday, what happens on Thursday. I mean, with the children also, if there's any change, they wake up on that day and they say, but today is Wednesday. So that's the full planning scheme of, the, of what we have for breakfast. Lunch and dinner can vary. So we take planning into this area. Uh, husbands are required to, to be um, on top of the, you know, the, the, uh, the shopping list. Yeah, um, your, uh, your uh, schedules are, uh, yeah, there's provision Monday for some of us. Um, I don't know which your day is. Provision Saturday or provision whatever it may be. Days you go to buy provision. If there's no milk in the house, the husband or the wife, whoever is outside, will hear about it. Right from when we are babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Right from when we are babies. This is something, a language we understand, hunger and thirst. And the Lord used it for righteousness because we must, we must constantly be keeping our minds on it. Jesus captured it when he also said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You should be hungry for righteousness. There must be a thirsting for righteousness, a desire for righteousness. Praise the Lord. And then we also considered how we are to keep the, the flame of righteousness burning in our lives. How do we, how do we sort this, uh, this um, um, central teaching of Christ and the Old Testament and the New Testament? Central teaching that uh, we are pilgrims and our distinct character is righteousness. Praise God. We are pilgrims on this earth. We are not of this world. And our distinct characteristic is righteousness. Today I had an opportunity, I'd share it. I'm so glad I made the right decision. Praise God so I can share it. Hallelujah. I felt so, so relieved that I, I decided to do what is right. And I am so relieved that I did not think twice about it. Praise the Lord. Are you, are you, um, you, know, are you excited about things? I know the Holy Spirit has made many of you grow. That nowadays there are things that you don't think twice about when you're choosing righteousness. You don't even think twice about it. Praise God for those developments. Yeah. Praise God for these things. You should worship God for these things. So today I was at the uh, petrol station and um, uh, the person had finished filling my diesel. And uh, he, he came up to me. I, I was paying by card. So uh, you know how that process is. Now it's become almost second nature for us. We give the card. The guy types the, you know, we may or may not look at how much he is typed out. And we type the, uh, you know, your pin in and, and it's done. Enter and it's done. Now while this was going on, I entered my pin. And as I was giving in the motion, I'm in the car, in the motion of giving, my eye fell on how much he had entered um, as the cost for the amount of diesel I had, uh, I had pumped. And uh, he had entered 500 rupees. I had pumped 1,000 rupees. So there was a split second to choose what to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Grab the split seconds. Huh? Remember that. When it comes to righteousness, grab the split second. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Otherwise, Modi will come, Amit Shah will come. Lots of things will come in your mind. You understand? Oh, you got it. Huh? <laughs> so a lot of, lot of these things will come in your mind and it's like an opportunity to, you know, get back it. <laughs> get back. <laughs> so um, all kinds of stuff may come in because in that split second, I opened my mouth and the Holy Spirit spoke. I said, uh, it was an elderly person. I said, Acha, how, this is, uh, just see how much you typed. It's not right. The man looked at it and he, he had that. He was, his day was shaken by righteousness. He told me, I don't know how many thank yous you told me. But see what righteousness does. Glory. It filled, my, filled the car with the presence of God. Praise the Lord. 
Praise God, you got to make that decision. You know, I want to do what is right. Choose righteousness. Amen. And I prayed for that man in that moment as I was leaving. I prayed for him that I knew that a seed was planted. That, that uh, he was touched by righteousness. I, there was no need for me to do that. Because there was a lot of conversation going on. He was in three different conversations. That's why this happened. Yeah, he got, I mean, he got it right when he punched it in to the pump. But between that and giving me the machine for the card, you know, there's about three different conversations going on. A lot of noise happening. And he's in that. But righteousness, yes, righteousness. Praise the Lord. He was so thankful. I, I was amazed at um, how he re- reacted. He was, it was, the second thank you was getting emotional. Because, uh, you know, he said, Mone, this would have gone from my, you know, I, I would have been in trouble. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Choose righteousness. Choose righteousness. And as I was uh, coming, you know, the Lord is in conversation. And I'm excited. Praise the Lord. I'm excited because, you know, God is good. Hallelujah. So we were looking at about how to keep the righteousness, you know, a flame burning bright. How do we, um, you know, uh, do your future a favor? Think about righteousness. Do your present a favor, think about righteousness. Do your past a favor, have right thinking. Amen. Have right thinking. Praise the Lord. So um, we considered a few things. I'm going to quickly mention them one more time. Just the points. Get back into the Word of God. Constantly be a person who meditates and read the Scriptures. Get back into the Word of God. Concerning every world event, every situation or circumstance, know what God thinks. That's how. Read the Scriptures. Study the scriptures. Stroke the furnace of private prayer. Are you praying more? Don't answer my question. Yeah, I know. Are you praying more? More than you did in 2000 and... Hmm? Are you praying more than you prayed last year? How to stay in the place where the fire of righteousness is burning bright? Pray. Pray. I love to tell students that come for the prayer workshop, what to do when you don't feel like praying. Pray about praying. That's right. You will, be, you will have the most amazing um, time of prayer. You, you, you'll probably experience something you've never experienced before. When you don't feel like praying, pray about praying. And then you can't stop praying. Praise God. So, stoke the furnace of private prayer. Praise God with abandon. Yeah, praise God with abandon. Let, let your house, let your personality be a, a, a personality of a worshiper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it be a personality of a worshiper. Uh, decide to worship God even more this year. Break free from bad habits. Yes, don't quit. Keep short accounts with God and keep breaking the habits. I hope you heard me. Keep short accounts. Run to God. Use the help of the Holy Spirit and break habits. Yeah, which includes your personality traits. Hmm? I'm looking at husbands and wives. Yeah, mothers and children. Yeah, I, I encourage you, uh, parents, no matter how old your, your children grow, uh, as, the, as the Spirit leads you, make sure you keep telling them what their bad habits are. Huh? You know, sometimes I look at uh, the age 18. Yeah, I tell my wife sometimes, sometimes you know, I'll work on them till they're 18. But uh, I look at Scripture, it's a little different. Yeah, when you look at the father of the prodigal son and, and uh, you look at the different uh, fathers mentioned in scripture, uh, you know, it's a life, li- lifetime. I love the way you guys are all sitting together. It's, it's nice. Yeah, Ken, uncle, auntie. Yeah, it's a lifetime job. You have the license. They may not like it, but just keep on doing it. Just tell them, hey, this is not right. Go ahead. This is not right. Anil, tell them, this is not right. Deeps, say, this is not right. 
Yeah, no matter how, how old they grow. Church said amen. Because we are in the process of breaking bad habits. We are, uh, you know, we, this is something that must constantly be happening. Praise God. Uh, this year, you should be, your spouse should be able to testify. He's not as angry as last year. He doesn't react, uh, you know, in, in uh, illogical ways like last year. Auntie's saying yes and all. I heard the yes. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that, that those things are uh, active things that you're involved in. Yes. Michael is, is uh, you know, he uh, goes out of his way to meet people. After service, you, you'll have to tell him to stop. Stop meeting so many people. You know, he's going from chair to chair to person to person. And he's like, my name is Michael. Jesus loves you. There's a range of emotions on his face right now. He did not expect that to happen today. Yeah. Uh, change. Change. Change as the Holy Spirit wants you to change. Yes. That's what makes this journey so exciting. Praise God. That's what makes the journey so exciting as we change. Get rid of your resentments. I don't need to, to elaborate. Yes. Get rid of resentments. You've been forgiven much. Forgive much. Amen. Amen. I need to hear an amen for that. Amen. You know, you've been forgiven much, forgive much. Praise the Lord. Get in close fellowship. I hope that this year you're, you know, I, I am seeing these things transpiring in the church. And I'm very encouraged. I'm seeing these sort of things. Get into close fellowship with disciples. Encourage each other to be disciples. Start using your spiritual gifts. Prophesy, serve, pray. Amen, amen, amen. Pray for those in church. Pray for people in the church. Have a list of people to pray for. Use your gifts, spiritual gifts. Find mentors. Share your faith. You know, this is a list that we've spent quite a few weeks on, I mean, a couple of days at least on studying each of these points. Uh, when you, when uh, I have done this recap, I hope you've, you're, you're sensing how rich life is in righteousness. I hope you sense as we recap, you know, we look at these, uh, I hope that your mind is, is uh, barely able to, to contain the, the, the richness of living in righteousness. If these principles are active in your life, you will sense that. You will sense, man, that's a rich life God has called us to. It's a rich life God has called you. I, when I say rich, I mean deep. I'm saying so full of satisfaction, so full of things to do. Praise the Lord. One of the things I don't like to hear in the church is uh, uh, boredom. We have to be bored of sin. We are to be disgusted about sin, but we are to be action-packed in righteousness. Amen. Grab that church. Grab that young people. Grab it. Uh, we are to be disgusted with sin, bored with the things that the different manifestations of sin must, must be like, duh, like rubbish to you. But righteousness should be a rich experience. Righteousness should be a rich experience. Hallelujah. You know, this week I heard a testimony, a fantastic testimony. Um, this is a person who's, uh, ha, uh, she, um, she's part of the church in, in Cochin. She's part of a church in Cochin and um, uh, she has grandchildren. All right, she has grandchildren. Um, and she shared this testimony this week. And uh, she was uh, telling us how they were out near the, near, I think it was near the Lulu area, somewhere there in those uh, sections. And they were walking out on the street carrying um, tracks, yeah, carrying tracks and sharing tracks with people. So she mentioned in a testimony, some people don't take, it doesn't matter, they move on to the next person and just give the track. And then uh, she made a statement that, mm, you know, it should be the subject of movies. She made a statement. She said it was, uh, it was very hot outside. 
പക്ഷെ ആകത്ത് നല്ല തണുപ്പായിരുന്നു ഫേത്ത് like to put it in quotes because then you'll have to question what the faith was itself but anyway the term disillusioned of you know in faith or um going through a a bitter backsliding experience now if you practice these things as it is promised in in the book of peter the epistle of peter if you practice these things you will not stumble if you practice these things see don't put take your pedal off the practice of righteousness monday morning tuesday morning wednesday morning thursday morning friday morning saturday morning don't let a day go by without investing in righteousness Yeshua, thank you Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Get active in your walk with righteousness. Today I want to share a passage of scripture. Uh I want to look at it um in some measure of detail. And um it is on the topic of righteousness and um, specifically when you are waiting on God. Specifically when you're waiting on God. you are facing a challenge um there is something that you are waiting on god for to the point that yeah to the point that um people may be saying things about you and there is a very precious scripture that ministers to us uh in such times in our pursuit of righteousness it is found in luke chapter 1 it was the subject of a wonderful um sermon that was delivered a few christmas i don't know if it was the previous christmas or the christmas before that uh luke chapter 1 and verse 5 onwards let's look at this luke chapter 1 verses 5 on <coughs> before that let me <coughs> yeah let me um let me give you a sort of an uh, intro to the characters that are found here strangely these are these two characters are um, you know uh, ignored sometimes in christmas plays they they play a very important role and uh, the story of the incarnation of our lord is not complete without their story and uh, they are very special couple praise god they are a very special couple Uh, there are times that i have preached on this passage of scripture i i have preached on this passage of scripture and i have been tempted in my in my ignorance so to speak there are times that i have shared from the scripture i have been tempted to sort of um uh, to uh what can i say um to color the character one particular character the male character in this section uh to color him as a as a almost villainous Many of you already know, right? You you took a cursory glance at it, didn't you? I will read it for you. Uh, verse five. I'll just read verse five. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias, of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife. Her name was yeah. Before that, a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was. Whew. So um, I remember there were times that uh, in my. imagery of zacharias i have been tempted to to paint him a very villainous character nothing could be further from the truth yes there was a statement that he made in response to the angel but i was grossly mistaken about him 
If I, men- if I mention Zacharias and Elizabeth, I don't even know if they are shining stars in your, in your opinion. If I were to ask you about the incarnation of Christ and to ask you who are the main players, uh, they even appear in the, in the credits? In the, would they even appear in, the, in your, in your in imagery of, of uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so occupied by the, I mean, there are many characters, yes. Occupied by the wise men and the shepherds and the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, say it. Yeah, the angels. Oh, you said angels. Okay, I thought you were going to use, you were going to say another. The animals. Even the animals are more famous than this couple. But they are a very special couple. Scripture has something very special to say about them. I love uh, what the name Zacharias mean, means. Let me test your ability to retain what the pastor of this church preached. What does Zacharias mean? You should never forget it. For me, the, the first time he shared it, it stuck with me. That any time I preach about Zacharias, I made a decision, I will mention what his name means. Because there were many other times I preached, I never mentioned what his name means. But after the, this teaching, and I realized that this is what his name means. Jehovah. I want to encourage you to name your children. Yes, it's a glorious name. It means remembered of Jehovah. You're like, where's that? That's what the name means. Remembered of Jehovah. Remembered by God. What does Elizabeth mean? What a combination. One, his name means remembered of Jehovah. And he is married to Elizabeth. What does Elizabeth mean? Elizabeth means oath of God, God's oath, God's promise, or promised of God, or promised by God. Oof, what a combination, remembered by Jehovah, and what's the connection? The promises, glory, promises. What a, you know, it's amazing. Names have their place, praise God. I was named Vinod. Yeah, Vinod. You're like, oh, what a heathen name. No, but do you know what it means? <laughs> what does the name Vinod mean? Happiness. And praise God, I bring happiness to his church. And I shall see an evidence of it today evening. Yes, I bring happiness to the church. Praise the Lord. Glory. Yeah, don't, don't name your children X, Y, Z and all. Yeah, pray about these things. Today it's like a trend. Call them something that has no meaning absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, stay in the Bible. Stay in the Word of God. And uh, whatever you do, let it have the purpose of heaven. Amen. Let it have the purpose of heaven. Our children get, uh, you know, reminded uh, almost every other week what their names mean. Either it's their grandmother reminding them, either it's uh, dad reminding them, or their mother reminding them what their names mean. So, let's get back into this. It says, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron. Glory, her name was Elizabeth. Now, I don't know how we have missed verse 6. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself. Maybe all of you, yeah, all of you paid very close attention to verse 6. This is one of the greatest, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, you know, they have these um, titles next to people, all the MSE, um, sorry, let me get it right, BSC, MSC, you know, PhD. This is the greatest um, title, qualification that heaven can give. And I, I uh, you know, recently I heard a minister of God named Peter Kevana. So I, I want to, um, 
acknowledge him as I, as I go into this teaching. Um, fantastic Bible teacher. You won't find him um, too much in, on YouTube. I wish he was. If I knew him personally, you know, I, I'd definitely have him, um, you know, take all his messages and, and put, he's a wonderful Bible teacher, um, uh, spirit-filled uh, teacher of the Bible. And um, uh, so from his teaching, I'm sharing with you, uh, in verse 6, he says, they, are, they were both, man, that's a special couple. Praise God. <laughs> it's like a complete package. Glory. And let me tell you, heaven notices when, you're, when you pray with your wife. Heaven notices when you pray with your wife. Today, the Spirit of God is telling me to remind couples they need to pray together. Pray together. Pray together. Spend time praying together. It says here that heaven notices they were both righteous. They were both righteous in the sight of God. What is God's uh, desire for husband and wife? Yes. Praise the Lord. When you say, I do, can remember this. When you look into your, yeah, amen. Yes. When you look into, on that day, you look into her eyes, and you say, I do, you're saying, I do righteousness. Amen. I do righteousness. I want to do righteousness in my house. I want to do righteousness in my bedroom. I want to do righteousness in my, in my lunch, uh, in my kitchen, in my dining um, area. I want to do right. I do righteousness. 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 What should you pray for your wife? Righteousness. Yes. What to pray for your husband? Righteousness. Let righteousness arise. It says, this is what heaven notices. They were both righteous in the sight of God. Glory. They were both righteous in the sight of God. I pray this church will be filled with couples that are righteous in the sight of God. Receive it. Receive it, church. It is very special. It is very special. Couples, wives, and husbands. Husbands and wives that are righteous in the sight of God. They were both righteous in the sight of God. Walking in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. I mean, when we hear these um, uh, titles that have been given to them, if I had run a quiz earlier today, before we looked at this passage, if I had run a quiz and asked you, you know, who all were declared such, I think one person will definitely pop up. That is? Huh? Noah? Anybody else? Job? But then I should have made it very specific and asked, couples. Where does it say? Who are? It is a very unique and very special man. You know, when, see, I want to remind you, when heaven looks at the earth, it's not the cities of the world that capture his, it's not Burj Khalifa that captures his attention. His attention is captured by righteousness. His attention is captured by those who walk loving God. Woo! Don't become like man. Don't become like man. You know, man is looking at the Khalifas and the Taj Mahals. Yo, if you start to look at the, you know, stories behind these things, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, wake up. Stop walking according to man. I mean, if you are attracted to someone because they have... Um, iPhone, what's the latest? I, I've lost. Uh, yeah. uh, iPhone 13 is the latest. You know, if that's the, the power of attraction, you know, you look at somebody straight, it's the, it's the phone. You got to, there's something wrong. Don't, don't, don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Don't let this world blind you. Start looking at things like heaven sees it. 
you know look for a righteous spouse pray for a righteous spouse pray for a righteous company pray for um you know things that please heaven it says they were both righteous in the sight of god and walking i love it when it says walking i mean today if you you know if you were to add all the um, modern um, sort of experiences riding amen sometimes christians as soon as they get into the car it's like they've left christianity for the walking it's no longer for the driving it just came so i had to share it it says walking and today how do we keep a, a measure on um, our daily routines hmm oh some of you are not aware how do you keep a track of your activity through the day the number of steps scripture is far ahead yeah <laughs> thousands of years ago walking the steps of a righteous amen walking say walking. walking oh i love scriptures walking yeah when you get up and you've decided to scrap with somebody when you have to see that somebody you have to you have to yeah most of, most of the time you got to get up and walk walking blamelessly in the commandments and requirements of the lord man if there's a, you know uh, there there are two families i i uh, want to visit if i get a chance <laughs> i mean if i was in jerusalem at that time there are two families i want to visit who are these two families joseph and mary the other is zacharias and elizabeth praise the lord they were both righteous in the sight of god walking blameless everybody say walking blameless say righteous in the eyes of god Oof. and then verse 7 but they had no i'm just letting that uh, yeah do what it's supposed to do in the sight of god they were both righteous they were walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the lord heaven is testifying the holy spirit the spirit of god is testifying about them and then verse 7 says but they had no you know i do not know about what kind of complaint boxes we are there is no excuse there is no excuse to not pursue righteousness i don't know what the but is in your life i don't know but today the holy spirit says pursue righteousness the answer to the problem yeah the answer to the problem is righteousness someone say amen. amen the answer to the problem is righteousness the devil wants you to complain and walk away from righteousness history is made in this passage of scripture there is a couple that decided they will not have an excuse that they have been called to righteousness they shall walk before god in righteousness but they had no child because elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced yeah in years so how much time had passed in in this barren condition quite a bit of time but what is the certificate of heaven glory today i want to encourage you walk in righteousness walk in righteousness heaven's attention is all that matters 
Heaven's attention is all that matters. The solution to the problem that, that, that lurks in your heart, the solution to the problem that lurks in your physical being, the solution is to pursue righteousness. Amen. Amen. Pursue righteousness. Walk before God. Don't walk before men. This is the problem with a lot of us. Walk before God. Don't be lost in the opinions of men. Don't be lost in... in um, and uh, why do I say this? If you, you all know the story. You all know the story, so I can skip a few verses. I may go back again, but verse 25 says, Elizabeth, let's read verse 24. It says, after these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant. She kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, this is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among. So this says that they've had, a, you know, an extended period of their life. They were under the disgrace of men, but they pursued. Amen. They pursued. Don't be yeah, swayed by the disgrace of men. Pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. This is the right thing to do. Pursue righteousness. So uh, in this time, if any of you are, or anyone that's listening to us, if, you are, if there are some disappointments in your life, I don't know what the verse 7 is for you, the first part. Uh, but it says in verse 7, uh, they had no child but Elizabeth, because Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. I do not know um, the challenge you, see this, this basically speaks about a condition, a disgraceful condition or a barren condition or uh, something to complain about. Are you listening, church? Are you listening, church? My dear believer, my dear disciple of Jesus Christ, there may be something in your life that you want to just keep complaining about. No, pursue righteousness. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Amen. The Lord is faithful. He will come through. He will come through. Don't, don't, um, yeah, don't see anything as an excuse to pursue anything else, pursue righteousness in the eyes of God. You stay your focus on, on heaven. It says they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, an impossible condition. I don't know if you're facing an impossible thing. Let that be, yeah, let that not be something that drags you down. Let that be something that draws you ever more closer to God. You know, I've realized something. There are two ways to look at a challenge. Either you look at it and, and get defeated, or you look at that challenge and then look at God. <sighs> what you face can either be an opportunity to backslide or an opportunity for the glory of God. They were both advanced in years. You know, I do not know some bitter experience Elizabeth describes in verse 25 that she found disgrace among men. Maybe you've had some bitter experience in your life. It is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. And that is, um, you know, look at verse 8. What to do? You know, people many a times ask the question, or they are uh, badgered by the question. They are bothered by the question. What to do? You know, I have been waiting for X number of years. Praise God. I've been waiting for 10 years. I've been waiting for 10, 15 years. What do I do? What do I do? The answer is found in verse 8. Now it happened while he was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division. Verse 9. According to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to the enter the temple of the Lord and burn. What to do? I've got this situation. I've got this impossible challenge. I have this bitter condition. I have this barren situation. I have this what to do. Perform your priestly service. 
Amen. Perform your priestly service. Burn the incense in the church. Amen. Burn the incense in the church. Ignite others for Jesus. Arrange the, church, the chairs in church. Spend time in reading God's word. Do your priestly duties. Lift your hands in worship. In your secret place. Speak to God. You know what to do. This is what you do. Verse 8 says, Now it happened while he was performing his priestly service before God, in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen to enter the temple of God and burn, praise the Lord, burn incense. It releases a sweet fragrance, the fragrance of the knowledge of God in every place, in your church, declare the glories of God. Testify of the goodness of God. Do your priestly service. Do your priestly service. We are all priests. Do your priestly service. God will take care of the rest. Amen. God will take care of the rest. God will take care of the rest. This man, blameless in the eyes of God, walking blamelessly, every requirement, this, this, this couple, every requirement being fulfilled, what was he busy doing? No, this is a great secret in the, in, the, in, the, in the kingdom. If you can get it, grab it. Get busy in the kingdom. How do I walk, how do I get through this life victoriously in the eyes of heaven? Get busy in the kingdom of God. Yes, get busy in the kingdom of God. Fine. Abound in the work of the Lord. Abound in the work of God. Find things to do. Find, um, uh, ask the Holy Spirit, pray, what must I do? Lift others. If you are a Sunday school teacher, keep doing what the Lord has appointed you to do. Teach those children with all your heart. If you are a Bible teacher, teach the word of God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. You know, we, everything that, that God has asked you to do, every stewardship is given, given to you to, to take care of your family, take care of your family with, with, uh, with reverence and awe. Amen. Serve God, serve God, serve God. What is the answer? What is the answer to this situation you're waiting? What is the answer? Serve God. Serve God. Fulfill your priestly duties. Because where the priestly duties take place, there that which should not have surprised Zechariah, but it did, the angel will show up. The angel will show up. You know, that I've lost count of the number of churches that have testified. I'm talking about churches that are lit by the Holy Spirit. You know, people that... Um, uh, desiring God, I've lost count of the number of churches that have testified of the angelic presence of God. I know men of God who, uh, who frequently see uh, an angelic presence near the church building. Praise God. I hope you're keenly aware. And the problem is that we, we switch off. <laughs> Verse 10, I will read on. It says, The whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of incense offering. And verse 11 says, An angel of the Lord standing to the right of the altar of... So let me have, I have a question for you. I love the way this is constructed by the Holy Spirit. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right of the altar of... So who's been burning incense? Zechariah. Who has been doing his priestly duties in the temple? And um, the angel of the Lord? What does it say? Verse, verse 11. The angel of the Lord appeared. Question. Or should I put it as a question? I'm looking at all your wonderful faces. It says the angel of the Lord appeared. So what does that mean? 
I actually gave you the answer in, in a few sentences back. Should I rephrase the question? All of you are looking at me. There's a question mark on your face. So, what does that mean? The angel of the Lord appeared. Ah, nice. The angel of the Lord showed himself. So, what does that mean? He was already? Amen. And I love that scripture. Standing at the right of the altar of incense. Where is the angel of the Lord? Where you fulfill your priestly duties. That's where he's supposed to be. And if he needs to show himself, he will. Praise God. Do not be afraid, Zacharias. For your petition has been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you will give him the name John. You know, precious ministers of God, the angels. You know how we are so quick to say, Lord, don't you even hear me? How quick we are to say, Lord, don't you even hear me? But the angel has to say, your petition has been? Did he offer the petition at this particular function? Because his, um, his reply tells us that uh, he is not, um, yeah, I don't know what his condition was, per se. So when did they hear the petition? When it was? Glory, glory, I hope you got this. When was the petition heard? I'm not sure. I like your reluctance to give me a time, time frame, which is, which is good, which is okay. But this, looking at his reaction later on, I'm not going to read it. All of you are familiar, right? Yeah, I don't necessarily have to. Uh, yeah. For your petition has been heard, and your wife will bear a son, and you will give him the name John. So angels are aware of your petitions. And this in all probability is a petition that he offered. Uh, uh, The possibility is that it could have been offered some time back. God has not forgotten. What is his name? Jehovah has? Jehovah remembers what you asked the Lord when you were 10 years old. You have forgotten I remember certain things that happened to me uh, in my journey with the Lord that some of those desires or petitions were offered years ago. I had forgotten. But Jehovah does not forget. Jehovah never sleeps. He is watching you and me. I love that song. I will sing that all day and all night long. Jehovah never sleeps. He is watching over you and me. He knows your petition that you've asked of him. It says, for your petition has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You will give him the name John. And I love, this is how God is. This is how God is. Look at verse 14. This is how righteousness is. See, the world will fail you. The world will fail you. God does not fail you. God, the, the intimacy you're looking for, the security you're looking for, the world cannot give it to you. Money cannot give it to you. The security you're looking for, the intimacy that your heart really desires, it will not be given to you by this world. It can only be given to you by Jehovah, by the Lord God Almighty, by Jesus. Is the only way that your heart will be filled. Because look at verse 14. You will have... Joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his. My dear 
servant of God. I don't know who the Holy Spirit is speaking to. Dear child of God, if you have chosen the path of righteousness and desire to walk blamelessly, then great rejoicing is in your, is in your future. Great rejoicing. It was amazing. We are there again. Great rejoicing is in your future. Praise the Lord. Great rejoicing is in your future. You will have a joy that knows no. Amen. A joy that knows no limit. So I encourage you on, on these scriptures that we've considered today. Set your heart and mind solely, fully focus on righteousness. It is a blessed condition that will satisfy you like nothing in this world. And church said, Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your wonderful and, and tender presence in this place. Lord, you have, uh, you have told us what to do. Son of man, this is what you must do. There's no confusion with you. Your name is faithful and true. There is no barrenness. There is no bitterness. There is no disgrace that the Lord cannot transform. Satan will only magnify your disgrace. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the father of lies. There is only disappointment in his hand. But there is faithfulness and justice and truth in the hands of the Lord God. Who remembers. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. God remembers. The angel of the Lord will declare, will bring forth that which must come forth. You do your priestly duties. You, you do your priestly duties. As a couple, pray together. Seek God together. As a disciple of Jesus, stay your eyes on the author and perfecter of faith. Stay your eyes on the author and perfecter of faith. Stay your eyes on, the, on righteousness itself, Jesus. The devil will tell you this and that and look at this and, and uh, how many years and the devil will say all of these things. You stay your eyes on Jesus. Great joy is ahead of you. Amen. Great joy is ahead of you. Praise the Lord. Gladness is ahead of you. Many will rejoice seeing the hand of the Lord upon your life. For Jesus himself has said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus is guaranteed, for they will be satisfied. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakosh. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.